Built to Sell Radio with your host, John Warlow. Hi, this is John Warlow. You're about to hear an interview with Heather Osgood. Heather Osgood was a co-founder of a company called Inspired Expos, and she decided to sell her company to her partner, which for a lot of us as entrepreneurs is not always the most common way we think about exiting a company. And a lot of us think about exiting a company by selling it to a strategic investor or maybe selling it to a private equity company. But of course, an internal sale to a fellow owner or manager is a viable alternative. So I wanted to share this episode with you so you could understand some of the thought processes, some of the challenges, and also some of the benefits of selling internally. Hope you enjoy the show. So tell us about Inspired Expos, the company you sold. Inspired Expos was a boutique trade show production company. We produced home and garden expos as well as health and fitness expos. And um, the, 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 the company was really very company, um, community-based, where we served um, small businesses up and down the coast of California. So you did custom shows. You weren't, these weren't shows that you owned, uh, per se. These were ones that people hired you to put on. Is that right? No, we actually owned the shows. So we put on between seven and eight different trade shows per year. Great. And so you you get customers to come to a venue, they see exhibitors, you sell ex- exhibition space. Is that the kind of business model? Correct. Yes. And then, of course, we handled all of the marketing. And so the people who came to these events, they were uh, people who... Uh, love decorating their home. They wanted to see the latest kitchens, the latest graphics, the designs of homes. And is that, am I getting it right? Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Got it. My wife would have loved your business. Yes. They were a lot of fun. <laughs> she probably came to some of them. <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> so, so tell us what was the, the triggering event that made you decide to sell this business? You know, my mom passed away, and um, when you have a significant death like that in your your life, it makes you kind of question what it is that you're doing, and a business that I thought I had just a ton of passion for, and I thought truthfully that I would never want to leave or sell, um, it became very evident to me that I was pouring more of myself into my business than I really wanted to, and I realized that um, I had created the business to be so attached to me personally that I needed to create some separation and that it was time to make a change and sell the company. Hmm. I mean, that must have been an emotional roller coaster for you. I guess, what was it about that uh, emotional event, obviously deeply emotional, that that led you there? Because I guess a lot of other people may have said, well, you know, they, they want to, uh, you know, double down on their business and achieve something in memory of somebody. Or, you know, there, there, I guess there were other ways you could have reacted to such an emotional event. What made you think that it was it was right to sell, I guess? What, why, why do you think that was the... Well, being a woman, um, I had always had the struggle of, should I be a stay-at-home mom? Should I be, you know, a corporately driven woman? Should I be a career woman? You know, what was best for me and what was best for my family? And my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And so when she passed away, I have two young children as well as an older child. And um, all of a sudden it was like, oh no, I'm not spending enough time with my kids. And this is what I really should be doing. I need to pay more attention to them. And um, when you create a business, it is in many ways kind of like your baby. And, um, the truth of the matter was a lot of times I chose the company over my children. And there was kind of this big realization for me that that wasn't the path that I wanted in life anymore. And I wanted to be able to devote more of my attention to my kids. 
Got it. So, I mean, walk me through the process. So you make this decision that mm -hmm. you want to spend more time on, on, on with your family and you want to sell this business. Walk me through the next thought process. I mean, did you look at, at selling it externally? Did you hire a business broker? I, I mean, walk us through what, what that looked like. Sure, sure. So um, for me, um, I own the company for nearly 10 years um, with a business partner. And like I said, I loved the company. I never thought that I wanted to get rid of it. I felt like it fit me perfectly. Um, and then all of a sudden you have a thought, you know, it's it's like anything. One day you think, do I really love this anymore? Do I really want to do this anymore? Is this really my passion? And so, of course, your thoughts grow, your thoughts grow. And, um, you know, I, I, had owned other businesses and I knew the marketability of the company that we had. Um, the company was, um, you know, doing nearly a million dollars in gross revenue. And I thought, gosh, you know what? I don't have to be here anymore. And um, as a business owner, I think that there is kind of a trapped feeling that you have. It's not like a job. You can't walk in one day and say, hey, here's my two weeks notice. You know, I'm out of here. Um, I really felt like I, I needed to stay with my company um, forever. And it was a very um, freeing feeling feeling all of a sudden one day to say, wait a minute, I don't, I actually have choices here. So I approached my business partner and said I was ready to make a change. Um, she at that point was not ready to make a change. So it wasn't the smoothest of conversations. Um, but we were very fortunate to have a good working relationship with a business consultant and coach that we had been working with for many years. So he was certainly the first person we called and um, he was able to coach us through the process of creating a smooth exit strategy as well as um, really creating a nice valuation for our business. And so when you say she wasn't ready to have the conversation, I mean, what was her reaction? Like, what are you doing? Bailing on me? It, you know, <laughs> we're just about exactly. to go seven figures and you're, and you're exactly. hitting the check button. Yeah, yeah, that exactly. was her reaction. It was. Yeah. She was like, gosh, this isn't what I want to do. And I said, well, the options are we could sell the company together or we could, you know, you could buy me out. And of course it wasn't just one conversation. It was, um, a conversation over the course of many, many months that we had. Um, but you know, really, I think that she was also, and is also my best friend to this day. And so she really understood, uh, where I was coming from. She understood my, um, desires to leave the company and my motivation and um, felt like it was the best move for me while maybe a hard choice for her. So I think a lot of people, when they think and listen to this, they're thinking, you know, Built to Sell Radio is all about selling externally uh, to private equity companies or to, you know, strategic buyers. But in your case, you went uh, you know, first and foremost internally to your partner and said, hey, I want to I exit. So walk us through... Uh, that negotiation piece, because that's, a, I mean, especially it's a delicate one in the best of times, but now this is your best friend you're negotiating with. So, I mean, how did you guys come up with a valuation? What is, you know, what was that process like? Well, we definitely wouldn't have been able to come up with it on our own. And I think one of the lessons that I've learned in both working with small businesses as well as owning small businesses is that you put so much of yourself into your company and really, in my opinion, most of the time you value it much higher than its its true worth is. 
And so, of course, you're always throwing around all of these numbers and, you know, um, what should the true value be? And, and that's the hardest part is really coming up with the number. And for me, it was twofold. Um, I, I had to know that I was walking away with an amount of money that I felt was a fair amount. I had um, contributed a ton to the success of the organization. And um, we really had a very 50-50 partnership where she contributed a lot as as well as myself. And so I knew that I deserved to get some, you know, compensation from the sale of the business. So of course I had a certain amount in my mind that was my, I'm not going to go any lower. But then of course, having the outside counsel um, of someone who come, came in and really, you know, looked at all of the different areas of the business and um, assigned a, you know, a multiplier for each of those areas. And um, through a complicated equation, we were able to come up with a number. And truthfully, I think it was very helpful that it was an equation and it was, um, you know, looking at every part of the business, you know, what is our customer base? What is the marketability? What is the duplication process? Um, you know, what kind of debt do we have? Um, and, and just really having a true, uh, assessment of the market value. And when you're able as a business owner to come to terms with the fact that, oh gosh, your business really isn't worth a million dollars. Um, that helps a lot. Just being really truthful with yourself about the, the value of the organization is very important. So when you say you had, you wanted to get a fair price for it, I mean, did you have a preconceived notion about what you thought your share was worth? I did. What and did you come was, up with that? <laughs> it wasn't based on anything. It was just based on um, my emotion, truthfully. And um, and it was based on that. And it was also based on, you know, you listen to different programs or read different books, different articles. And, um, you know, there's always numbers that people throw out there. And so then you go, oh, well, gosh, it, it must be worth a half a million dollars if it's doing a million dollars a year in gross sales. And, you know, um, I, I think that, I, I had brought all those numbers together and come up with a figure in my mind. Um, and, you know, at, at the end of the day, it wasn't near what I originally thought that it was worth, but it was, it was very fair. Got it. Got it. And so let's, let's talk about those calculations that you, with the help of the consultant, they looked at the areas in your business that had value. So what, what were the areas and how do they assign different value to different parts of it? I mean, what were the, the sort of major buckets, if you will, of, of value? Well, I think um, one of the big ones was duplication. You know, could somebody else come into the market and recreate this company or this business very easily? Um, and I think that that's a, value, a valid, um, you know, multiplier to look at. Um, then we also looked at... Um, would, the, Heather, would, wouldn't duplication actually undermine the value of your company? Like, in, in other words... Absolutely. If, right. So... No, it would. Yeah, it, it decreased the value of it, not increase it. Right. Okay. So... Yeah. Yeah. Just to clarify that. So, which is important to look at, you know, is that something in your business, if somebody else can just start another business that's identical to it, um, your company doesn't have any value. So we had to look at that. Like, was it duplicatable? Um, what was our customer base like? And were those customers, you know, easily um, won or were they, you know, um, difficult to win? Um, we looked at um, things like our, our specific area. Do we have a building that was, you know, um, worth something, which we didn't. Um, and, you know, just the, the books themselves, you know, what kind of cash flow is actually coming in? Um, like I said, what was the debt of the organization and really just taking a, 
a picture of each of the areas was really helpful for me to say, okay, yeah, I can come to terms with that and I can see where that is true. Got it. And so did they do almost like a book value valuation where they're taking, you know, the you know, the, the asset value minus the, the debts of your company? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's basically what we did. Okay, okay. And so this third-party consultant uh, obviously had some expertise in this and, mm -hmm. and, and came up with an asset value. Got it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And working with that, I don't, I would never recommend selling a business on your own unless it's something you have done multiple times. I think working with an outside consultant was crucial because it allowed for the separation. This person wasn't emotionally attached to the value of the company and they could be very objective. So, I mean, what were the stickiest points in the negotiation? What were the points where you dug your heels in and said, you know, that's not right. It, I deserve more for X or Y. Like what were the what were the late night stickiest moments? I think the stickiest moments were just the payout um, because I really wanted as much as I could get up front. And of course, being my business partner, um, she wanted to pay me over an extended period of time. And um, I knew that from a company perspective, that the that's what the company could manage. And so, and, and I think that that was a little bit hard for me um, because knowing the the company so intimately you you know you know what the company can can handle but i also really wanted her personally to kind of contribute to the purchase and um that wasn't something that she was able to do and so that you know there was kind of a, a sticking point in that i would have preferred to had uh, more upfront but you know, it's been over a year now and things are rolling along very nicely and I expect that they'll continue. That's great. And so the payout, it happens monthly, quarterly, annually. What, what's the frequency? Our negotiation was for monthly. Got it. Got it. So you're, you're getting paid kind of monthly. And then mm -hmm. is that at risk in any way? If, if the business tanks, uh, would, are you in a position that you might lose that monthly payment or what's the... Yeah. I mean, there's, um, yes, if the, if the, um, you know, business were to tank and totally take a, you know, a dive, I could certainly lose that. Um, you know, of course in our negotiations, there was a personal guarantee that, you know, she put out. And, um, again, I, I don't know, well, I'm sure I probably wouldn't have taken this from just a random person, but because I knew her so well, and I knew how she had been performing in the business, I felt a lot more confidence in, um, her ability to continue to run the organization. Um, we also had some really great employees in place and, and that was, you know, and, really when I thought about selling the business that, um, really weighed heavily on me as well, you're creating this organization. And despite the fact that you're selling it or leaving the company, I, and, and as far as my perspective is, I want the company to go on and do wonderful things. You know, I would be pleased if, you know, they got to 2 million, I would be pleased if they, you know, ended up with 20 trade shows, you know, I want to see that company grow and thrive because it's what I started. Um, and, you know, I knew at looking at the organization that while my presence certainly would be missed, that it could continue to operate on without me. And knowing that the company was in good standings gave me the confidence to leave. Got it. And how did you tell those employees? 
you know, we just set them down in a meeting and said, this is what's going to happen. And, um, I think I was there for maybe a two to three weeks before I left. We didn't tell them with a ton of advance notice. And, you know, of course, it's one of those things where you think, oh my gosh, this is such a big deal. The employees are all going to, you know, um, have such a, a hard time with it. And it was literally like they said, well, great, Heather, you know, it's been nice working with you and we wish you the best of luck. And they just went on with with their jobs and their lives. And, um, you know, really, I, I, I want to say they just took one blink and then just kept going. So it was really, it was, it was very nice to see the smooth transition. That is, that is good. So, I mean, let's go back to this idea of selling internally, because again, a lot of people may not think of it as an option, but in your case, you sold internally. So maybe give us the, the, the best part of selling to a partner and then maybe the downside of selling to an internal partner. Well, I think that the best side of selling to an internal partner is that they do see the value of your company. They they see the value and they want the value. They want to continue on um, with the company. And when you're selling a company, really the hardest part about selling it is convincing someone else that it's worth what you want for it. And um, really... Um, we had an experience while I owned that business of acquiring other trade shows that we purchased. And so I had an experience buying something as well. And I realized after we made the purchase, probably a year after we made the purchase of these additional trade shows that we really shouldn't have made that purchase. You know, we could have very easily just duplicated what they had without buying anything from them. And so if you're a business owner and you're thinking, gosh, I'd love to have somebody purchase my business, the biggest struggle you're going to have is convincing someone else that it has value and that they're going to be able to continue to run it and make a profit from that organization. When you have a partner in the business, they can see that it does have uh, the ability to continue to make income. They can see that it has the ability to grow and prosper because they have that inside perspective. They will are more willing, I believe, to purchase it um, than maybe an outside party might be. Hmm. Worst part. The worst part for me personally was that she was my best friend and splitting from a business partner is almost like going through a divorce. And when you see somebody every day for eight hours a day, sometimes 12 hours a day for, you know, almost 10 years, making that, taking that separation and having, um, the, the growing pains of the split was really challenging, um, for both of us. And, you know, depending on your business partner and what role they play in your life, that relationship is going to grow and shift in different directions. And, um, money always complicates things, um, in the best of situations, money complicates things. And when you've got someone that you, you know, are still in close communication with that pays you, monthly, it's, you know, it can be a, a bizarre kind of situation. Um, and so I would say that that that's been the hardest part for me is just the relationship piece. Hmm. Has it affected your relationship with your friend? You know, I would say, of course, our relationship is different. Um, but we started the company 
with the idea that our friendship was more important than the organization. And when we left and parted ways, that was kind of the parting statement was that our friendship was more important than the organization. And so I feel very, very blessed and very fortunate that um, while our relationship has shifted, that we are, we continue to be, you know, very, very close friends. And um, I see that our relationship will continue beyond the business, which is really um, very exciting to me. So take us full circle. I mean, you you decided to sell this business. Uh, there's triggering, this tragic triggering event. You then decide to sell. You do successfully sell. Um, what's life like now? Well, I, I spent four months with my kids and um, I you know, it was a great experience. And it also, you know, as an entrepreneur, I, I knew that I wasn't going to sit still forever. And, um, what I realized is that when I constructed the companies that I have built, um, and the trade show production company in particular, I structured it to need me. I was a vital part of the organization and I wanted to create a different kind of path for myself and my family. So I'm doing business coaching now and I work from my home and I have a, just a ton of flexibility. I have, um, the opportunities to be with my kids when I want to be with my kids. I have the opportunity to help other other entrepreneurs um, and uh, burgeoning entrepreneurs get what they want out of life and help guide and direct them through the growth process of their their companies. And um, at this point, it has been um, really the best of, of journeys because it has married my experience in the past with um, my future. And um, it's just been a whole lot of fun because building businesses is just an absolute passion for me. And um, I think there's nothing more exciting. <laughs> so a little bit of time with the kids is good, but not too much. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have learned. Yes. <laughs> I love oh, my children great. dearly, but I also just have a passion for, you know, for my career and working. And, um, you know, and when I sold, my business partner said, Heather, you're crazy. You know, you're never going to just sit around. She's like, you're going to go start another business. I just know you are. Um, and at that point I knew I would too, you know, even though I wanted to, um, kind of experience the stay at home mom thing, I knew I was going to start another business, but at some point you have to say, is this business serving me? Is it serving my goals in life? And is it feeding my passion? Um, one of my, you know, favorite quotes is nobody wants to die with their songs still in them. And, you know, that's, that's kind of my motto for life is, you know, what am I doing right now that makes me feel really on fire? That's the second time I've heard that quote in 24 hours. Who actually said that quote for the first time? I, I, who's, you know, I don't know. I actually looked it up the other day cause I was curious and I came up with Wayne Dyer as, you know, being, he's got, I think a whole book about that. Hmm. Um, but so I'm not sure if he's the originator of it. Um, I couldn't really find it and it could be one of those just proverbs that's come down through the ages. Right. But, just so true. Well, we'll give him credit for uh, uh, for it, for sure. But one last question before we let you go. Uh, indulgence. So you sell your business, you get a chunk of change. It's coming in dribs and drabs, but you've got some <laughs> money. Uh, have you allowed yourself an indulgence to buy yourself something that uh, uh, is a gift for, for selling your company? What a great question that is. I would say the biggest indulgence that I took was I had always had a dream of going on a long vacation. And so um, a couple months after we sold the the company, we went on a month long um, trip with the family. And that was a big indulgence um, and probably the only one that I've had. But um, it was a lot of fun. Where'd you go? 
We took a road trip just around California and, you know, we stayed at uh, different uh, rental houses for a week at a time and just really enjoyed the summer. And it was really, it was the most relaxing time I think I've ever had in my life just because I didn't have the nagging. I've got, you know, voicemails or emails waiting for me. I knew I didn't have anything to come back to. And when you're in that creation mode in life, it's uh, very freeing. That's great. How do people find you, Heather? You can go to um, the How to Quit Working website, so howtoquitworking.com slash coaching to find more out about me and what I'm up to. And um, John, I wanted to offer 10 free coaching sessions to your listeners. So the first 10 people who email me and contact me um, will receive a free 45-minute coaching session. That's fantastic. Well, that's a very generous offer, Heather. I appreciate you making that. Uh, Thanks for doing this interview and uh, all the best with your new business. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening to Built to Sell Radio with John Warlow. For complete show notes with links to additional resources, visit builttosell.com slash blog. John is the founder of the Value Builder System. To find out how to improve the value of your business by 71%, visit valuebuildersystem.com. John is also the author of Built to Sell, creating a business that can thrive without you and the automatic customer, creating a subscription business in any industry. Connect with John at facebook.com slash built to sell or on Twitter at John Warlow, W-A-R-R-I-L-L-O-W. Thanks for listening.